Hello and hi, welcome to the latest edition of the Kane is Dead program. And I gotta tell you guys a couple of things, but first, cue the music. Yeah, shouts out to Kane is dead, you know what I'm saying? This motherfucker walking up to old ladies crotch chopping, I'm telling him to suck his motherfucking dick. He don't give a fuck. Daniel Gama, we about to show up on your fucking front porch and shit with bow ties wrapped on our dicks for Christmas. We're about to fuck your bitch, fuck your grandma, fuck your mom, we're about to mosh pin her pussy, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Got his dick sucked by a bitch and win a wreck sick. Wasn't trying to fuck a pussy shank like a set dick. Kane is dead, Kane is dead, motherfucker. Kane is dead, Kane is dead, motherfucker. Got his dick sucked by a bitch and win a wreck sick. Wasn't trying to fuck a pussy stank like a set dick. Kane is dead, Kane is dead, motherfucker. Kane is dead, Kane is dead, motherfucker. Yeah. Better wake up, stop sleeping on this podcast Or I'ma show up Christmas Eve and eat your mama ass Joey in the leather, licking on her dirty feet Watching Joker on the TV while he beat his meat Nothing more or less than a sick son of a bitch Fist inside your granny pussy all the way to the wrist Marsh pit until the sound of stirring macaroni Walk inside your house, make it tell your brother blow me Got his dick sucked by a bitch who in a wreck sick Wasn't trying to fuck a pussy stank like a septic Kane is dead, Kane is dead, motherfucker Kane is dead, Kane is dead, motherfucker Got his dick sucked by a bitch who in a wreck sick Wasn't trying to fuck a pussy stank like a septic Hello and hi, welcome to the Kane is Dead program. I'm your host, Kane is Dead, aka Kane, aka Joey, aka Joey CM, aka Joey C. Molina. Doesn't matter what the fuck you call me. That is who I am. Dig. So, fuck it. What's been up, man? Me? Well, a couple of things. We'll get into that when we get into it. First, I'd like to say this episode was supposed to be something different. But I figure with all the negativity flying around, I keep the personal life a little more personal. And when I finally decide to do it, maybe I'll do that episode next week. It's just there's a lot of static going around and therefore my mind is not 100% clear and I'm at that point where I don't know blah blah blah. Dig? You get the idea. So anyways, the week so far, well shit's been kind of weird lately to be honest with you. Bunch of stupid shit, you know what I mean? Uh, A lot of stupid shit I might add. Lots of stupid shit's been going down. Uh, I don't really want to get into it right now. I'll just talk about because that's more family shit. So I'd rather keep that under wraps. And I'll tell you what's going down on this end. Well, this end being my end. So in my end, things are kind of meh. You know what I mean? It's like it's not that I lack motivation. It's just I lack. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I just um. You know how it goes, man. So far, we've been uh, 
things are looking up a little bit to that point where we're just kind of like, uh, you know, getting the shit, uh, getting it and doing it and dealing with it. Because that's all we can really hope for in the end, I suppose. So, in the meantime, we still got this. And, yeah. Give me one second. What in the hell is that? Not bad. <laughs> Isn't it funny you get notifications at the most inconvenient times? That's one thing I've always noticed. No, but anyway, I was thinking about it the other day and I was just, uh, you know, it's like, I notice there's a lot of bitterness when it comes down to nostalgia these days. And uh, I'd be guilty if I said I wasn't on that same boat for certain things, you know what I mean? Like, for example, as a uh, juggalo for a long time, to see the uh, TikTok people, you know, yeah, it's just cancers. First off, TikTok is cancers to begin with, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know what people get out of it. It's uh, it's worse than Vine musically and all the other bullshit put together. Uh, a little less pederasty, I guess. But then again, I haven't really looked into it. I'm pretty fucking sure that these sick bastards exist in that shit as well. But they're more hidden. Da 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 da. But anyways, so I was looking at the shit, and all these people are doing like this uh, TikTok where they're using the intro for. Pocus Pocus, uh, the Abracadabra thing, and I'm like, ah, what the fuck off, seriously, uh, they're saying, oh, we're introducing a whole new generation, what we used to listen to when we were kids, and now they can benefit from it, and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm sorry, I mean, for, because for a long time, you know, Juggalos are the most hated people, uh, in the music scene, uh, both to the outsiders, the mainstreamers, the even the underground folk, and to ourselves, you know what I mean? Just juggalos don't get along with each other. We don't, you know, because uh, depending on where you live, motherfuckers have the tendency of trying to uh, show how down they've, how long they've been down for and with and all that other shit. You know what I'm saying? So therefore, the shit's kind of meh. You know what I mean? That's the only thing I don't, I don't, uh, I don't like about it. I'll admit, yeah, it's true. Uh, I didn't, you know, it's, uh, I've talked about it, I talked about it before and I'll talk about it again. And uh, what I wanted to say was, I don't like the idea that there's juggalos out there that straight up like shit fucking uh, do that lunch table bullshit. Remember that lunch table bullshit that they used to do in like elementary and middle school and shit like that? Even high school, yeah. Motherfuckers would be like, you can't sit here. This is a cool kid's table, blah, blah, blah. A lot of juggalos in Arizona are like that. Some of them who are more, um, how can I say this? Uh, Well-known in the community out here. And uh, they've uh, they've had that complex for a long time. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, that's bullshit. You know what I mean? And, uh, and granted, we... For the most part, a lot of us do get along, but, you know, for the most part, not a lot of us get along either. 
me, you know, I got my own uh, small camp. I mean, I'll see a juggalo here and there, give them the whoop and whatnot. But you know, to go out of my way and just, you know, be like, I'm, I'm a superior juggalo to you type shit. That's just, that's just stupid. The only thing I really pride myself in that way is the, the metal scene. Because uh, I will downright metal elitist your ass so hard, man. Straight up. Not, not a fucking, uh, not a joke either. You know what I'm saying? Granted, I do have a sense of humor about it. That's why a lot of the time I do come off as such a fucking asshole about it. You know what I mean? And, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just, uh, it's nothing personal. It's just, well, that's just how it goes. You know what I'm saying? Because, uh, motherfucker straight up, like, oh, God. If you see what these assholes out here consider metal, for the most part, then you'll be you'll be cringing and crying at the same time. So therefore, I say you know don't take any metal advice from anyone who's wearing a uh, corn Slipknot, ACDC, or anything like that shirt. I'm so sorry. Uh, it's just that. Well, Slipknot, I, I kind of got over my uh, immaturity towards them. It wasn't really necessarily about the band. It was a song that they made. And that's what kind of made me a bitter bitch about it. I'll admit that. Yes, I'll admit I was wrong in thinking that way. As for Korn, all their songs sound the same. All their songs are bullshit. Jonathan's a whiny cunt. Uh, the only one that's cool in that band is Fieldy. But even Fieldy's just, you know, man. I mean, Korn sucks. And it's funny because I've gone out of my way to say Korn sucks. And some dudes are like, oh yeah, Korn does suck, huh? But he was being sarcastic. He was saying, they're like the fucking, uh, they're the Pink Floyd of metal. I go, that's kind of a stretch, really. The Pink Floyd of metal? If anyone, that's Metallica. I don't even like Metallica, but I can see that connection. If anything, Korn is like the monkeys of metal. You know what I mean? And yeah. Of course, they got Linkin Park, who they don't seem to stop playing out here on the radio. I always thought they sucked. I don't care. Blah, blah, blah. Chester, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Blah, blah, blah. He's dead. He's famous. Who gives a fuck? You know, I'm not going to go sleep over him anyways. You know, something about Chester's punk ass is that, you know, like I said, he's famous. Why the fuck am I going to care whether he lives or dies? You know what I'm saying? Although I, I will admit that I was a little bit guilty about certain things. But I mentioned that in my last episode. That there are some famous folks that I actually did shed a tear for at least once or twice in my life. But the people that I had mentioned are people that I really admired or inspirations to my life. But, you know, I already talked about, I talked about that. When, uh, when Chester died, everybody was going nuts talking about how much they loved the music and blah, blah, blah. Uh... Really going out of their way to do tributes. They even did some tribute shows, shit like that, fundraisers, all this other crap. But in the end, it didn't even matter. <laughs> My bad. Ah, fuck it. Right? I mean, if I were to die tomorrow, how many of you motherfuckers would care? None of you. So why should I care about Chester Bennington? Exactly. Oh, but dig, though, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was just like, you know what I mean? Like, I was just thinking about it, and I'm looking more into it more and more and more and I just started, you know, I started reading again. <laughs> I haven't read in a long time, I'm sorry. It's not that I'm illiterate, it's just uh 
Well, who has time? You know what I mean? I guess if you're like quarantined, you got plenty of time to do that. Or if you're retired, you got plenty of time to do that. Or if you're furloughed, are the people still furloughed? No, you got plenty of time to do all that shit. I got, I don't got enough time to do anything anymore. So therefore, uh, half of my shit is just straight up like, I work and I come home, I work and I come home, I work and I come home. And somewhere in between, I might go to the store and buy me an iced tea or an energy drink or something along those lines. You know what I mean? But yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, crazy. But anyway, I started reading a bunch of shit. And as I'm getting older, I'm realizing that, you know, it's, I don't know, man. It's like, I don't know how to put it. Like, that's, that's the funniest thing. I don't really necessarily know how to think of things anymore. <laughs> uh, how I feel about certain shit, you know what I mean? So, granted though, it's like, I guess with anything else, you kind of just uh, learn, you, you grow with it, you live with it, you know what I mean? If you let the shit hold you back, then you're basically, you're doomed to repeat history, I suppose. But, I was looking at some books and they were talking about, because I'm always reading the biographies and shit like that. And I recently reread The Lords of Chaos. And I forgot that there was an entire chapter at the end where they focused on uh, NSBM and its negative influence. And the funniest thing is both connections to um, the NSBM scene in the United States had nothing to do with NSBM and and NSBM the music but rather um, acts of desecration I suppose uh, I don't really remember the name but there was a kid who killed his uh, his mom before he went to school and started shooting it up you know what I mean uh, we got that one then we got the Florida kids who freaking went on their freaking crime spree they called themselves the Lords of Chaos as well whether that had any influence on you know from the black metal scene is yet to be known all i know is that there were a bunch of homophobes who went out of their way to kill their teacher who they uh thought was gay or he was gay i don't know something like that but anyway they kill him and then they all wind up going to prison and yeah it's just people were like looking at the shit and they're saying how could these boys do that and how can they have such evil intentions and all that shit and it went so far as to them trying to plan out a freaking uh, a massacre at Disney World or Disney, yeah, Disney World, I think. I don't know. I never been to either war, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but they, there was a massacre that ha they were planning a massacre to happen down there, and it didn't go through, I suppose. But I don't know. There's so much intricate details to it. It's like not even. If in order for me to remember, I gotta go read it one more time. At least that chapter, you know what I mean? But, you know, the good portion of the thing, they're just talking about the desecrating ways and all that stuff. And the one that, you know, the one act that kind of just made me kind of cringe, I suppose, was the teenagers who went crazy. And they pretty much uh, dismembered, they killed their friend, and then they dismembered him, and then they fucked his corpse. That's uh, it's pretty heavy, if you ask me. <laughs> I think that one happened in Finland, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I could be wrong. I probably am. But, yeah, you know what I mean? It's just like motherfuckers are straight up going nuts doing this shit in the name of uh, Satan. 
so they say. I don't believe a lot of these cases to be true, you know what I mean? Because, granted, for one thing, it's like, you know, hey, this is this is who we are. We are the lords of chaos. We are the uh, the desecrators of Christ. We are the, you know, shit like that. At the same time, you know, it's like, even in, 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 the, in the same book, you know, I read it, uh, the, the founder of the COS, the Church of Satan, uh, Anton LaVey, he was uh, interviewed in regards to black metal before he had passed. And he basically says that they're using it more image-wise as opposed to knowing what true Satanism is. That they don't really know what the hell they're talking about. They don't know what they're going on about and whatnot. Shit like that. And I'm thinking to myself... The thing is, though, a lot of people don't necessarily... They see Anton LaVey and... Depending on where you live, they're going to assume one thing or the other. Now, on one end, they're going to say, uh, he looks evil. On the other end, they're going to say, he is evil. And if you're ignorant, like the stupid that I went to school with, they say, he looks gay. Now, one thing I don't ever understand, how does one look gay? You know what I'm saying? Like, you could be flamboyant as fuck and not be gay. That's what I am. I'm flamboyant as fuck. I, but that's me. Fucking uh, straight up, you know, just setting myself apart from all the normies in the world. Now, granted, I've had gay experiences, sure. And I, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? But it's my life, so why the fuck does it matter? But anyway, I showed some people I went to school with a picture of Anton LaVey, because I had the Satanic Bible. In the back, if you ever got, if you guys ever seen the book, in the back they have a picture of LaVey in front of the baffle and look and it's tinted pink purplish pink magenta there you go one kid goes oh he looks gay whatever man some dude even went so far as to bring in the goddamn uh bible a real bible trying to throw it at me during fucking break time and i'm thinking to myself that's pretty stupid of you but whatever whatever helps you sleep at night man uh, yeah, you know what I mean, and that that's gonna bring me to my fuck off, but that's gonna happen later on in the world, in the in the, in the episode. But for now, hold up. Okay, yeah, that's all he had. I'm sorry, I was looking at one of the orders I put in. And I'm thinking to myself, how come it doesn't have this and that? And then I go, oh, yeah, that's the only, you know. Anyway, back to the show. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so people were saying that LeVay looked gay. And I'm like, okay, whatever, helps you sleep at night. I mean, I don't know how somebody looks gay, but okay, whatever. Then, you know, they just started doing all this shit. They started asking me, are you a true Satanist and all that shit? And I go, no, but, you know, I have a vast interest in everything else in the world. You know what I mean? I'm not going to stay closed in this uh, Catholic guilt-ridden ways that we live. But, you know, they misinterpret everything and, you know, living in a small town where everyone's willfully ignorant, nobody wants to fucking learn, you tend to fucking straight up see that the motherfuckers out here will never, ever, ever grow up. So, so it's okay for them to be walking around trying to be gang members and all that shit, but it's uh, in their fucking 40s and 50s and that's cool, but it's wrong for me to read outside of a, a religion, outside of my uh, what I was raised as. Okay, cool, whatever, that's fine. Whatever helps you sleep at night, like I said. 
No, but dig though, you know, like, motherfucker straight up, like, I was like, you know, I, I, as as I've gotten older, I, as I read into other, you know, sects of sect, S-E-C-T-S, sects of the occult, I've, uh, I read into, uh, what's it called, Alistair Crowley's work, and it's very, it's very complicated, I'll admit, yes. But it's also very invigorating and ambitious. You know what I mean? So I kind of, you know, if anything, that's the one religion I was tied to as of late. Uh, Thelema, Thelema. I don't, I don't really know how to say it, but uh, I've been tied to that one. You know what I mean? I learned, I read all the one. I read all I could get my hands on. And then recently, I started reading the Equinox collection. So you know, it's it's pretty cool. I dig it. It's all very old worldly, though. You know what I mean? So a lot of shit in there is like people are going to be misinterpreting it and whatnot. And, uh, and that's fine, too. I mean, nobody's fucking forcing anybody to listen. You know what I mean? I When I read the Book of the Law, which I, the, I believe it's pronounced liber al veligis. I, I could be wrong. But anyway, when I read that, I love how it was, how it was, uh, like the way it was, um, how you say, like, uh, how it was presented. Yes. How it was presented. It was presented in similar to the, to the Bible, the way it's written and presented like, you know what I mean? Like the verses are like that and all three chapters are very informative and it's crazy because I remember reading it a few times and I still read it every once in a while too. Yeah. Uh, just kind of not, not necessarily give me guidance, but like give me a sense of reflection. You know what I mean? So I'll be, I don't know, let's say I'm watching a movie or I'm sitting outside or whatever and, or I'm walking or it's really hot or it's really cold or, you know, it, it all depends. So I'll just get the copy that I have flip through it as fast as I can. And the first, you know, uh, section that I see, no matter what chapter it is, I read whatever number is, you know, whatever number it's on. And then I read that and then I use that to reflect. You know what I mean? So, and it's, I don't know, dude, it's like, I don't know, it, it just gives me a sense, you know what I mean? And it makes me feel kind of invigorated for the most part. I never really got that kind of feeling from the Bible itself. Uh, you know, it's like, the Bible, sure, whatever, yeah. But, you know, I, for me, it's like when I read the book of the law, it just kind of set me off. Like, right now, I'm doing it right now. So, going real fast, going real fast, going real fast, going real fast. Pace, K, 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 K. We're on chapter 2, 31. There cometh a rich man from the west who shall pour his gold unto thee from gold forged steel. Be ready to fly or to smite. That was 31, 32, 33 verses. Sorry, the dogs are going crazy. There's a helicopter flying very low right now. So, uh, yeah, sorry about that. But, you know, I'll, I'll read that and then I'll reflect on it. And then, you know, from there, I'll just kind of give me a. So with that said, let's get into some fuck-offs. 
oh, before I get into it, I should contact one of the people that I know, the artists that I know, see if they can make me a soundbite where it says fuck off, you know what I mean? Or the weekly fuck off, you know what I mean? That'd be pretty funny. Uh, keep that in mind, Dahmer, and a couple of other ones that I know. Try to give me a soundbite that says fuck off, the weekly fuck off. That'd be some funny shit. I just noticed that this mic is picking up all the dog's noise. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I'm sorry for the barking dog, but hey, fuck it. Keep it natural, man. Keep it raw. Keep it rugged. Fuck is wrong with you trying to make it nice. <laughs> no, for real, though. Like I was saying, let the fuck off for the week. First one goes to this cocksucker who I was at Zia Records. The one in goddamn over there on, I believe it's Elma School. Yes, on Elma School, I went to that Zia, minding my own business. I'm thinking to myself, cool, I found some things I like. I found me a old school novel style, a graphic novel I should say, of Batman from the old days. And it looked like a regular novel. Then you open it and it's a comic book, but it's a novel. Graphic novel, but you know, whatever. No color, no nothing, except for the cover. And I had a rip on it, and I'm fine with that, you know what I mean? And I said, cool, I want this, I like this. So, as I'm waiting in line, this cocksucker in front of me gives me the stink eye. The stink eye, I should say. And this motherfucker kept looking at me like, you know, you're scum, you're lower than I, you motherfucker. I'm like, who the fuck are you? You know what I'm saying? Anyway, this motherfucker kept giving me the dirty look. And I'm thinking to myself, fuck him, you know what I mean? I'm not here to please anybody. Fuck him, I'm here to buy this. So as the lady's ringing him up, this motherfucker drop he reaches into his back pocket pulls out his wallet and on his as he pulled out his wallet a bill fell out of his pants and you know since he's giving me a dirty look i'm not gonna fucking tell him i go if anybody else wants to tell him go for it i'm not telling him shit fuck him you know what i'm saying so as he leaves i start walking towards the line I see the bill on the floor, and I'm like, you know what, fuck him, finders keepers, right? So I pick it up, I pay what I had to pay, put, charge, put it on my, you know, my debit card or whatever. And as I'm walking out, I look over and I go, you know what, I wonder how much this motherfucker dropped. I looked at it, $50 bill. I'm like, well, fuck, you just bought me dinner, bitch. That night, yep. I had a good dinner. Fuck him. Fuck him for staring at me like I'm a fucking criminal. He can go fuck himself straight up right now. So that is the first one. Second one goes to... I was at work the other day, right? The motherfucker straight up. Like, I don't know what the hell he asked me. Well, whatever, right? And he goes, well, I know why a young man as yourself would be in a bitter mood. I'm thinking to myself, why is that? And he goes, because you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your savior. 
And I'm like, huh? And he's like, you haven't accepted Jesus as your savior. And I go, yeah, because I don't want to. And I'm not that dim-witted anymore, at least. Anyway, to make a long story short, this cocksucker had face tattoos and all this other depressing looking shit telling me you can't be blah, 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 unenlightened. You can't you can't constantly go the rest of your life living bitterly. And I go, fuck you. You got tattoos all over your face. You got scars all over your arms. You got holes all over your hands. You want to tell me how to run my fucking life? Get the fuck out of here, you junkie cunt. And with that, he walked away. He goes, you're so fucking depressing. I go, suck my dick, bitch. Now, granted, it was probably because I was wearing my mask that had the goat skull on it. The goat skull on it with the inverted cross and the red eyes and the goatee. <laughs> so that's probably what set him off. And you know what? Fuck him. You know what I mean? I don't need that shit in my life. I told you guys a million motherfucking times. I don't want it. I don't need it. I don't like it. Blah, blah, blah. Fuck you. If you don't have to learn what to live with it, you know what I'm saying? But that's just my thing, you know what I mean? So, that's the second fuck off of the week. He can go suck a fucking... He can suck the darkest part of a dead man's ass. You know, where the maggots are streaming out of. You know what I'm saying? He can suck that shit. He can nail himself to a fucking brick for all I care and call himself Jesus Christ the third coming. So that's the second fuck off of the week. Now, I'm gonna play you guys some tracks track and we'll get on with the show tonight's episode is going to focus on a couple of things as much as i hate to talk about it we're going to talk again about the paranormal later on for now i'm going to after the song i'm going to tell you guys a simple idea and story i had for a long time enjoy pretty lady Pretty lady, I'm in love with you And just maybe Maybe we can make our dreams come true And when the night is over We will be as one instead of two Pretty lady We will be as one Pretty lady Instead of two Pretty lady Maniac who loves to slash young girls to death, right? Super Bowl. 
it is what I'm after I'll capture you like a garter snake I might even have to shoot you to death like Marvin Gaye And Sam Cooke, stick a goddamn hook in your torso Slash a G on you like Zorro, there's a Z And if the slut lived, it wasn't me Cause I'd make sure she was dead right underneath six feet of That was Richard Gein, and the song was called Pretty Lady. Yeah, pretty gruesome shit, eh? Raw, rugged, uncut, uncensored, unmitigated, unfucking flattering portrayal of a pretty fucking lady. Yeah, as you can tell, Mr. Gein is very, very, very much so not giving a fuck. He is the furthest thing from politically correct. Any of that shit. Death rap, man. You don't like it, you can go fuck yourself. No, but dig though. I wanted to ask a real quick question before I go on with the segment. Do you think I, Kane is dead, should bring back movie reviews on the program? Yes or no? I'll put a poll up. But for real, before I get into that, I just wanted to talk about a couple of things. Prior to my any any show prior to my hol- my first Halloween special, all those episodes before that, I've deleted them. I'm just so sick. I, I don't I don't like hearing myself so fucking drunk. I've uh, I played through them to see if they were still you know functioning and still listenable and all that shit. And as it turns out, I am just a fucking drunken wreck. And I stutter a lot and I'm fucking full of shit. So therefore, you know, I mean, I could, you know, tone it down a bit, you know, not drink so much when I do the show, which I haven't been doing. I drink after the show now. (laughs) Not for real, though. That's uh, embarrassing, man. It's just kind of like. It's kind of like if you get into like a minor car wreck and everybody keeps reminding you of like, maybe remember when you did that, you know what I'm saying? That's bullshit, you know what I'm saying? But hey, whatever. Now, what I was going to talk about is this. As some of you know, I'm a professional wrestling fan. Been a professional wrestling fan for a long time. And what that is, what that entails is that I look up to a lot. Come on, Kane. 
you know. But you know, whatever. As I'm getting older, I realized that I didn't. I really didn't want a necessarily physical part in wrestling because you know, all of us grow up as fans. We all think we can be a wrestler at some point in our life. Now, as yeah, as fans, we think we could do it. We'll do, will we do it? It's uh, it's another thing. You know what I'm saying. I thought to myself, that's a lot of physical work to go into it. Now, I'm not saying I'm not dedicated to it, but I'm not saying that I want to do it either. <laughs> but for real, I was under the guise that freaking uh, rather than being a wrestler, I was going to learn to be a wrestling manager, such as Paul Bearer and all those guys. Only get physical once in a blue moon and I thought to myself what the hell was I going to do and at first I was going to try to steal the James Mitchell gimmick which is pretty much similar to you know similar to Paul Bearer but more on a satanic level so obviously the, the sinister minister and then I thought to myself maybe do a Paulie thing where I'm just annoying and fat and then I'm like or I could be like Jimmy Hart and be just annoying or, you know, shit like that. I'm thinking to myself, what would be a good gimmick? Then I came up with the gimmick. And the thing is, the gimmick was basically very kayfabe of I. You know what I'm saying? And um, what it was is I was going to go out dressed as a clown. And every week I had like a new weapon or a new style of makeup or a wig or whatever. New suit, new costume, shit like that. And I was going to go under the name gimmicks the clown as g-i-m-m-i-x-x the clown or the other one one, g-i-m-m-y-x-x the clown gimmicks the clown that was what i was gonna do every week i was gonna come up with a new gimmick you know shit like that and i thought it would be a good idea turns out yeah not so much a good idea but you know i mean I'm, i'm still open to it you know, as I've gotten older, I noticed that there's a, there is a specific kind of wrestling out there for people like me, and it's deathmatch wrestling, and um, where you don't necessarily have to be the most fit guy in the world, as opposed to being a guy who's willing to take a lot of fucking pain, and I am willing to do that, sacrifice my own body for your entertainment, just like Jesus Christ, minus the shame and guilt. <laughs> uh, there was another thing you know going back to me wanting to be a wrestler it's like I was going to do the same thing gimmicks the clown you know what I mean I was going to do it either way but I thought you know like as a wrestler the thing is like you can only do one when you're this fat you can only achieve X amount of wrestling moves uh, uh, without the help of your opponent that much and the only thing that we i can really do is uh, a swinging ddt or a neck breaker or some shit like that stone cold stunner rock bottom shit like that you know what I mean? or a choke slam even so i was gonna do a choke slam but like while i picked them up i was gonna do i was gonna like choke slam pick them up and then one swift motion put them over my shoulder and then put like a pump handle slam down and then you know go for the pin and I was going to call that move, what's it called, uh, 
Holy shit, what was I going to call I had a name for it. Anyway, it, it was all based. Everything that I was going to do as a character, whether I was going to be a manager or a wrestler, it was going to be called Gimmicks the Clown. And everything I was going to do was going to be tied to the gimmick of a clown. You know what I mean? And I don't know, it was just some funny shit. You know, I even had like work punches I was doing. You know what I mean? Like, I thought to myself, how would a clown punch? And the funniest thing is, I didn't really come up with anything, you know. So, what my work punches were going to be were shit that I saw from the Three Stooges. You know, slaps and then eye pokes and shit like that. You know what I mean? Then I found out that that's dirty wrestling. But then I thought to myself, when I did that, I could be the ultimate heel trying to do shit. You know what I'm saying? And as I got, as the idea grew and the, the potential just started fading, I just said to myself, maybe someday Gimmicks the Clown will be born. It was so funny because I even went so far as to like learning how to like, you know, do clown makeup. And like, I learned like, no bullshit. I learned about 60, 70 styles of it. You know, minus the ICP ones, you know what I mean? You know, and I only had like a, what do you call that? Like a, a color wheel. I think that's what they're called. Color wheel. I got it from the Ben Nye. And I had two of them. One of them was uh, straight clown. So it was like yellow, red, blue, green, red, you know, yellow, blue, yellow, blue, green, red, purple. And I believe pink and white. Then the other one I had was called the vampire gimmick. So basically it was like black, white, and then a really dark red. And, you know, stuff like that, you know. And that's where I learned. And I learned, you know, like I said, 60, uh, 60 styles minus the ICP ones. And I'm sorry, but like, it's just every time. Then I already had costumes in mind and shit like that. The original gimmick was going to be, I was going to come out with, uh, it's, it's kind of a stolen gimmick. Yeah, sure. But. I was going to come out in overalls like the Dudley boys used to, only I was going to wear a button-up t-shirt underneath that. You know what I'm saying? So, not a button-up shirt, I'm just like just like a plain black polo shirt, uh, long sleeve. That's going to be the gimmick costume with black overalls. And then, with those overalls, I was going to have, every week I was going to write something new on it with like a washable marker to the point that the the overalls became faded and then that will in turn become a gimmick itself so you know no matter what i was doing everything i was doing was a working gimmick no matter how little or how small the process and the due process and all that other shit there was a gimmick tied to it so therefore gimmick's the clown and i thought it was cool and then it's just like when i started like uh, it's just when I started working, I started making money and shit like that. The, the dream started fading, and that was the funniest thing. That was the initial goal. I was gonna, I was gonna. The goal was I was originally going to um, save up so I can go to wrestling school, the one that they had in Phoenix. And it turns out that that place got shut down. And then I was gonna do okay. Well, maybe. Well, maybe I'll do something else. And it turns out that the only things that are out are fucking martial arts things. Now, now I'm, I'm not against martial arts, but I'm too fucking fat to be jumping around like I'm Bruce Lee or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So therefore, I'm just like, yeah, no, nah, I'm gonna have to put this thing on the 
under wraps until until the time's right. And with that said, gimmicks is still in my head. Therefore, the reason why I want to talk about it is because I've been watching a little bit of, a little bit of wrestling lately, and I was watching specifically the uh, the episode. Well, it was an episode of what do you call that? ECW, uh, freaking hardcore TV. And the episode had, I think, the third meeting between Dean Malenko and Eddie Guerrero, where they went, I think they went like a half hour straight up wrestling. Uh, no weapons, no gimmicks, <laughs> just straight combat, com- competition, straight up, you know what I mean? Nobody, it's not too rough, but it's not too, it doesn't look too, you know, for lack of a better term, staged and shit. It looks like these guys are actually trying to out outpower one another and it's really fucking amazing and i'm thinking to myself i don't think i could ever be that kind of a wrestler you know what i mean uh, another example was a wrestler named chris candido you know anybody who knows anything about wrestling they know that name candido was gim- his gimmicks was his gimmick was no gimmick needed and i think to a sense in a sense, at least in the early days, Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko were straight up on the same level that they didn't need a gimmick. Then they get into WWE and WCW and they kind of get the gimmick, you know, like the Iceman and Latino Heat, Light Cheat Steel. I mean, come on, man. We already, we already know. We can't. But, and, but with that said, you know, we can't deny the legendary status of those two men. You know what I mean? And the same thing with Chris Candido. We can't deny his not giving, his not, his not having a gimmick. Gimmick. You know what I mean? <laughs> but for real though, you know what I mean? It's just kind of like you know. I was thinking about it the other day, and I hate talking about nostalgia because to me it's cheap. So the theme of this episode is gonna be nostalgia, I guess. But it's not gonna be cheap nostalgia. I'm just gonna talk about some you know very sparse memories and shit. You know what I mean? Uh, probably not. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Because I still got to talk about the paranormal. About some other things. Some things that I have heard. No worry. I'm not going to share no names or anything like that. So therefore. You don't have to worry about me dropping your name. And then turning around saying. Hey can you remove my your, my name from your show. Or get rid of this shit altogether. Because that's bullshit. I hate you. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> but for real. Uh, yeah. Childhood dreams. You know. I wanted to be a wrestler. I wanted to be a. I wanted to be a policeman. I talked about that already though. I wanted to be a policeman. Simply because I wanted to uh, be on the force long enough so I can have the force betray me. Then I could turn around and be like Batman and then do all the real crime solving on my end. And then make the police look like fools for turning their backs on me and making me look like an asshole. It's always fun to dream, I suppose.
You know, now that we're on the subject of professional wrestling, I want to talk a little bit about it myself. So, Dig, when I was growing up, I was a big fan, but we're going to save that for another episode. I'm thinking about doing other segments for the show, like one-off episodes, you know what I mean? You know, like uh, non-canon, if you will, you know what I mean? Shit like that, you know what I'm saying? But Dig, uh, I'm not going to tell you the whole story about when I started watching wrestling, because that's a... That's that one episode that I'm thinking about doing. <clears throat> but I will tell you this. In recent memory, I got really into the art of the shoot interview. Now, if you don't know what a shoot interview is, it's basically a wrestling, an, a rest, a, an interview, interview done with a wrestler where he gives his unique perspective and whatnot regarding the business, companies, uh, matches, shit like that. You know what I mean? They, It's a no-holds-barred interview, basically. <laughs> And I know other people that have done them, you know what I mean? Like, there's actors that have done them, you know? And uh, basically, like, when Howard Stern goes on the air and shit, and he has a, he has a uh, celebrity there, and the celebrity gives the dirt on shit because Howard Stern doesn't ask, you know, regular questions like other people do. So that's, that's the unique perspective. Anyway, when it comes to being a wrestling fan and hearing shoot interviews, we all have our favorites and we all have the ones we, you know, can do or do without. The best thing about these things is the fact that there's uh, there's so much variety out there of them. You know what I mean? So, anyway. <laughs> now, there there's some that I've seen that I thought were amazing. Those are like New Jack and then freaking Honky Tonk Man, the Sheiky Baby, you know, Iron Sheik. Uh, else rvds was pretty cool homicide you know a, couple, a whole bunch of other wrestlers then there's some that are bad they like boring like uh who was it which one sucked chief j strongbow but he's a real piece of shit anyway you can tell uh Arn anderson's bad but it's not like purposely it's just that he's hiding he's keeping kayfabe so hard that he's not willing to spill the beans on anything or anyone. He won't even give like a, a description of the worst matches he's ever, he's ever had without throwing himself in front of everyone. So with that, I got to say, I, I respect that because he's respecting the business. Uh, Doink the Clown, uh, his, his shoot interview was pretty boring. Uh, I think his name was Sly or whatever. I don't know if you guys remember that old dude that used to... Well, he wasn't old, but he used to come out dressed like a pimp. Uh, he was more like a uh, wrestling manager, like like Jimmy Hart and them. Anyway, he his was boring as shit because... Halfway through the fucking interview, he's nodding off. Like, like get this shit over with. Oh, and oddly enough, a really good shoot interview that I've heard... Was from the wrestler Danny Doring. Who gets a shit ton of bad press because... You know, sacks of shit like, you know, um, Nova go out of his way, go out of their way and say, how long does a Danny Doring shoot interview need to be? And then, of course, the Patriot, you know, the Patriot, that was a good one. That was a great, that was actually one of my favorite shoot interviews. And, <clears throat> but anyways, so we got the good, then we got the bad. Uh, another bad one. For me personally, <laughs> Jimmy Snuka and pretty much anyone from the Rikishi, Rock, all them family, the Samoan family, 
any of them who wrestle, their shooting, their shooting interview skills are shit because they don't want to tell anything, anything at all. They don't. Even, I mean, I'm not looking forward to hearing, you know, dirt on whoever. I'm really just seeing what kind of cool perspective a wrestler can have, especially one that I remember when I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? And Rikishi, everything's a secret. Uh, the Wild Samoan dudes, same thing. Everything's a secret. In uh, Jimmy Snuka, Jimmy Snuka has to be one of the worst shoot interviews I've ever seen in my life. Let's see. Uh, let's say they asked him about I don't know, Ricky Steamboat. What was it like working with Ricky Steamboat? Hmm. He was a good man, brother. What was it like working with Ric Flair? He was a good man, bro. And what are your thoughts on Miss Elizabeth? She was a good woman, bro. That's all his interview was. Very boring shit. Uh, Rikishi, same thing. He doesn't tell anything. He just sits there and he's like, well, you got to remember this and that. But he's a little more open than the rest of them. For example, in one of his shoot interviews, he makes mention about the fact that he did wear dirty trunks when performing the stink face on certain like people that he didn't respect. You know what I'm saying? So therefore, yeah. And yeah, so there's that. Then there's really bad, like, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think who was a really bad shoot interview. Um, I don't know. I don't think there's been anything really too bad, you know what I mean? Because there are some that are bad, but they're for, uh, for different reasons, you know what I mean? Like, I know a lot of people hate the RF video shoot interview of the Iron Sheik because they basically say that Rob Feinstein exploited the uh, the Iron Sheik in his need for crack and the fact that he's on camera ordering crack through the through the phone like if it was food. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so that's, that's pretty bad. And a lot of people complain about that. I really don't care. I mean, it was entertaining, but it is. You can definitely see that the Iron Sheik is not in the right state of mind. And, of course, all these other antics beyond that, like when he slaps Eric Sims for trying to introduce him to uh, the the Ultimate Warrior. The Ultimate Warrior being a real bastard, too. His shoot interview sucked ass, now that I think about it. Yeah, he's a truly bad shoot interview. Because all he did was bitch and bitch and bitch and bitch. And then he bitched about the DVD release of his, uh, what do you call it? The self-destruction of the, of the Ultimate Warrior. Dumb shit like that. Uh, oh, yeah. So, the, but there are some shoot interviews that are, like, bad. But it's not really on purpose or trying to keep kayfabe. Really, some of them are really sad when, it, when you really look at it. For example, one of the sadder ones I remember watching was the Terry Gordy shoot interview. Because, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm so sorry. This is my throat kind of. And, uh, yeah, so Terry Gordy, for those of you who do not know, he was a professional wrestler from the 80s. Pretty much, yeah, the 80s. You know, he wrestled for all of them, you know, WCW, All Japan, a little bit of WWF. No, I don't think he did WWF. You 
you know, of course, the Jim Crockett production promotions, you know, he was part of the fabulous Freebirds who were managed by the for, for the eternally great goddamn Michael Hayes. Well, actually, he was a wrestler. Before he was a manager, he was a wrestler. Uh, P.S. You know, they used to call him Michael P.S. Hayes. P.S. stood for purely sexy. <laughs> no, but Diggs, though, he, he was part of the Freebirds. The fabulous Freebirds. And all that other shit, you know what I mean? But anyway, to, to, <clears throat> to give you a little bit of perspective. His friggin', uh, what's it called? His career was cut short for 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 sure, you know. After the freaking Japan, the run that he had in Japan, and of course the Smoky Mountain Wrestling, of course ECW, all that stuff, it's cut short because I believe he, you know, I don't know, he was going through a lot. You could tell, and well. If I remember correctly, prior to shooting that shoot interview, he was in a coma. He was not in the right state of mind. And he rambles on, he rambles on a lot. And some some questions he just purely does not remember, don't know where he's at or, or what, you know, remembering the situation that happened. It's really sad to watch. Not too long after that shoot interview, you know, Mr. Gordy passed away from a heart attack in 2001. And a lot of, I don't know a lot of people know this or not, but one of his, uh, <clears throat> one of his kids is a wrestler. I'm, I'm well, from what I know, there's only one, but for all I know, there's more that went into the business. And his son was the dude that used to be in WWE named Jesse. And I don't know if you guys remember the team of Jesse and Festus, but he was that short dude that was like leading Festus on and stuff like that. That was Jesse. That was Terry Gordy's son. And I don't know. Like I said, it was really sad to watch it. It's really sad to hear it. Uh, there's another thing like with uh, kayfabe. You know, it's a well, it's called breaking kayfabe. It's a shoot interview series where it's like all telling the true story about somebody's life and whatnot. And the one that I found to be truly tragic was the Lanny Poffel uh, shoot interview. Mostly because I felt so bad for him. You know, and the way he has to tell the story about his dad and his brother. You know, so Lanny Poffel, if you guys don't know, he's the I think he's the older brother of uh, Randy Macho Man Savage. And their dad, Angelo Poffel, you know, all that stuff. And it's just sad hearing the stories that he has about growing up and whatnot and, and the bullshit racism and everything else that they had to encounter growing up and it was it was just it was hard to, to hear and you couldn't help but feel for him you know what I mean and then I saw his shoot interview and he has pretty decent style with the shoot yeah it's constantly brought up you know the fact that he can suck his own dick because he happens to be very big down there <laughs> Uh, to quote him, to quote, uh, what's his name? La uh, Lanny Poffel. To quote him, the only penis that's ever been in my mouth is my own. 
So yeah. Also, if you guys remember Virgil, he used to uh, follow uh, Ted DiBiase back in the day all the time. He was like his manservant. Controversial. He used to follow him around. Anyway, that dude, then later on with WCW, he became part of NWO and whatnot. Anyway, that dude was also able to suck his own dick. Only thing about, the only thing I hear about him is the fact that he is a uh, shitty salesman. He's always trying to push gimmicks on you at every wrestle convention he's ever been. So go figure. Give me one second. I'm so sorry. Okay, I'll be back after this. Alright, I'm back. I'm sorry about that. It's just some bullshit had, had, had happened. And therefore, I had to jump off the microphone and then come back on. But anyways, yeah. So you might see or hear a drop in quality. And I apologize for that. Until I get this shit organized, you're going to have to make do. Of course, I'm making do with almost nothing at all. Nothing at all. And nothing at all. Not but dig, though. Uh, you know, like, shoot interviews. You know, like I was talking about right now about the Jesse's dad basically uh, Terry Gordy because that dude is like you know he his interview is sad to hear sad to see him because you can see him he's just dope he's like he's not even there that much you know he's just kind of in a daze you know what I mean you gotta feel for him you know what I mean and after that we got like you know another the, the guy I'm about to talk about gets a lot of fucking hatred because he has a lot of uh, animosity towards, you know, Vince McMahon and whatnot. And he has a lot of weird conspiracy theories that are usually, well, you know, they revolve around, but not, you know, short of, if you will. Uh, let's see, let's go. Air conditioning, water, Walmart, plaster, uh, what's it called? Wood wood corks uh ac units not the not not the other ones uh i'm talking about like the portable ones that you can buy and roll around the house uh aluminum pipes uh clotheslines poison ivy oleanders baby seats clouds the moon friggin cars defective motors defective motors put into cars of course you know fucking Vince McMahon, his severe hatred towards Vince McMahon, the entire McMahon family, I should say, Jesse Ventura's bald head and the reason why it exists, the maps, the atlases, everything like that around the world, trees that don't seem to grow, but they bloom, stoplights that don't seem to go fast enough or are too fast, homosexuality, bisexuality, men, women, goats, uh, pizzas, freaking clouds, chairs that are too small that you need to put like a little matchbook underneath it so it can like, you know, not wobble. Libraries that don't have specific, specific sections due to the fact that it's controversial to talk about certain things. Schools and their dismissal of prayer. And of course, JFK. <clears throat> now this man is named is Billy Jack Haynes. Now I'm gonna look past all his stuff about 
the goddamn conspiracy theories. I mean, whether or not they're true, who knows? That's like what every conspiracy theory in the world. But I will say this about Billy Jack Haynes. The one thing I know and feel that he's 100% freaking, uh, you know, not insane. I hate to use that word against him because he is a legendary wrestler after all. But the one thing I will not question is the love that he had for for his friends in the business and his father. And if you ever hear any of his interviews when he starts mentioning all the, the wrestlers that have passed on in, in the last couple of years and whatnot, he gets very emotional. He starts to cry. And same thing because he starts telling stories about his dad. And really, when he started talking about we got the name Billy Jack from the movie Billy Jack. And when he says that we watched that movie until my dad lost his vision completely, that was so heartbreaking to hear for me. You know what I mean? And, you know, he starts breaking down. I, I can genuinely feel it. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, you know, I can definitely. Oh, man, that's so that's so heavy. I can't even imagine stuff like that. You know what I mean? And, and he's been through a lot in his life. Now, minus the conspiracy theories, of course, you know, the conspiracy theories are always going to be there. You know, maybe it gives him time to think, you know what I mean? But makes it maybe it takes his mind away from what he had to see his dad go through. Because really, if I had to go through that with my dad, I probably wouldn't even, uh, I can't even, I wouldn't even last. But yeah, you know, that was sad to hear, you know, knowing how much he loved his dad and how much, you know, when in one of the interviews I heard him, he talked about, what's his name, King Kong Bundy. And he just gets really emotional when he says that he was looking at some pictures of him and whatnot. And that it sucks so much that the fact that he's alive, I mean, he's not alive. And that Vince McMahon is, and Vince McMahon, he goes on record to say that Vincent Kennedy McMahon, VKM, the K should stand for killer. So, yeah, I let that, you know what I mean? Give me a second. You tend to be, you know, like, I don't know, like, I always looked at the business as a joke for the most part, especially back in that golden day, golden days bullshit, you know what I mean? But... It's it's, uh, it's it's hard to see. You know, I mean, it's hard to hear. You know, Scott Hall is another case. You know, where I'm hearing his shoot interview and they they bring up the forbidden name. You know what I'm talking about, right? Chris Benoit, that motherfucker, right? When they bring up when they bring him up, Scott Hall just starts bawling like a baby. He can't even talk. It's so hard to watch. You know what I mean? Because he cares a lot about you know Benoit and then Nancy and then the little boy. And it's so hard to to watch, you know what I mean? Knowing how much it hurts him for real. Another one, people take it as a joke, but then, you know, you got to realize what he's been through. The Iron Sheik, when him, when they did the World, When Worlds Collide shoot interview, what's his name? Uh, Honky Tonk Man, New Jack, and Iron Sheik hosted one together. And when they bring up the situation about Chris Benoit, they all have give their two cents on it. But the Iron Sheik was, uh, it almost seems comedic because he just starts like yelling, how could you, you know, do this? Benoit, how can you kill the, your son and whatnot? And then he's like, every time he makes mention of uh, Daniel, he always calls him the baby. Why did you kill the baby, Daniel? 
how could you kill the baby Daniel and stuff like that and and the thing is people were like oh yeah she's just being she he's being funny or whatever and I guess you, you could sense it because that's what he does he yells at people like that well at that time he did <clears throat> but the thing is a lot of people don't know this that that the Iron Sheik faced a similar tragedy in his life with his daughter you know what I mean because well the Iron Sheik is a man of a lot you know what I mean a man of mystery a man of well, you know, just a, a good man, you know what I mean? He's a legendary wrestler. He needs to live on for another 200 years. He's insane, but we love him. You know what I mean? He's a, he's hilarious. He's a great guy. And thing is, it's like, what's it called? He had three kids, you know, three girls, and his oldest daughter, she was uh, she was murdered by her boyfriend. And if you ever watch the Iron Sheik, uh, the documentary, the Sheik, they show him talking about it, and they show him going to her gravesite, and he's like, I think he's like, he prays over her grave, and the last thing he says, "I love you, baby." Now, you can laugh at his reaction, the way he's yelling and all that stuff, but you gotta understand he knows that real pain of having, you know, your your child killed. You know what I mean? The way Benoit heartlessly killed his own son too. And he can, you know, you know what I mean? It's it's, it's a hard watch, really. I don't know. Oh, and another one, another shitty shoot interview that I've seen. Diamond Dallas Page. Why? Because the whole time he was in the front seat of a freaking Suburban on his laptop and that's all you heard. <laughs> that's all it was. But yeah, you know, it's just like, I don't know, dude, it's just kind of crazy how this, uh, this whole world of uh, interviewing was something I had no idea existed prior to 2012. Isn't that something?
demons of this world All of these demons are the great Red horse fights on my sick portion It's great by the cross Honor Immortal swords Alright, so some shit's been kind of going down ever since the uh, episode that I have about uh, the paranormal and the empath bullshit, you know what I'm saying? First off, I'm getting a lot of hatred because of the empath shit that I spoke of. Now granted, I know you fuckers didn't like what I said, and you know what, fuck you, I still stand with what I said, so man, go fuck yourself, you know what I'm saying? If you consider yourself an empath and you hate me for what I said, fuck yourself, straight up. Now, but dig though. Now, I was... Recently, recently, I was at work. I had a conversation with one of my acquaintances. Oh, I, yeah, he's he's cool. He's a friend. I'm not gonna put him on blast. I'll call him by his initial D. Now, D was sharing a story with me regarding the paranormal. Now, I'm not gonna share the stories. I mean, we went back and forth, talked about stuff. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna give them all away because out of respect for him and his privacy. But I will point out one thing that i um i spoke to him about this was more in tune of like real life horror but it was his experience was tied with the paranormal now i told him okay we gotta say this i don't know if it's still open i heard it wasn't gonna be open that much longer you know what i'm saying but there's a place down in Phoenix called the Metro Center Mall. Now, if you guys ever been there, you guys know what it's like. It's a big fucking mall. Then as of late, it turned into a crime haven. And it's just filled with like really ungodly shit. And I'm not talking about the whatever. I'm talking about the fact that it still has a Sam Goody running. You know what I'm saying? Or at least it was when I got there. You know what I'm saying? But dig though. You know what I'm saying? Like I was just chilling and kicking it one time over there right and we were just you know doing our thing so 
my sister says hey can you hold my i think she had bought like makeup or some shit you know what i'm saying she goes hey can you hold my bag i gotta go to the bathroom I go, do you really have to yes i got okay fine whatever right she goes to the bathroom walks in and then almost immediately comes out what's going on she goes joey look i know you're not supposed to go in there but i want you you have to see what's in there fuck somebody threw a tampon on the floor somebody overflowed the toilet or there's rivers of shit or somebody shit in the sink you know what i'm saying that's what i thought right no dude no this is fucking horrible shit and i cannot believe i'm telling this shit yeah i i never really sworn secrecy regarding it but you know it just seems like such a heavy issue that we can't really talk about it you know what i'm saying now there is a saying that they've been pretty much guilting the entire human population with for since i'm gonna say since the dawn of time and that is the child has no fault you may be mad at the baby daddy or the baby mama but remember you cannot take your rage out on the child because the child had no fault the child had no say the child has every right to look you in dead in the fucking eye and tell you straight up motherfucker i don't have to be here it's your punk ass fault but yeah so with that said inside that bathroom was a fresh born baby he was still covered in goo and all that other shit that disgusting shit you know what i'm saying and he was just left there and the little the little guy was just kind of like twitching and you can hear him making like a gurgling noise called 911 they went to go pick him up and i think they took him to a shelter or some shit i don't know it was too fucking horrible for me to even think about even now i just kind of like oh god oh fuck, i can't even believe i just retold that fucking story no but dig though i was just kind of like looking into it right and then i like Now that I think about it I've seen some really horrible shit (laughs) I've been around a lot of horrible shit You know what I mean I've seen it uh... And the thing is I think I'm the perfect vessel For To absorb this shit Because I'm not necessarily the gossip type or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm sitting down with somebody, I might bring up an experience I've had here and there. But I'm not going to go around trying to be like, blah, 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 look at this, look at that. And if it wasn't for me, and if it wasn't for me type shit, you know what I'm saying? I'm not that guy. But this was too fucking heavy. And I'm thinking to myself, now, you know, you know, of course, the child had no fault, sure. But I will say this. Looking at that poor, innocent boy laying there, thought to myself, and they wonder why I hate fucking humanity. You wonder why I'm so anti everything and human. This is the type of shit. You know what I'm saying? And people wonder why I'm so fucking bitter. This is disgusting shit. I mean, I hate to keep bringing it up, but I gotta do it again. We're living in a world that demands unity, but everybody still has a sense of entitlement to be considered a Karen or Ken or whatever the fuck you fucks want to be called nowadays. You know what I'm saying? You motherfuckers is straight up bullshit, but you guys are reveling in your own shit and you guys are so far into it, you're choking on it. 
you can practically taste your remnants as you burn from the feet up. And the whole time you thought it was Ashley's foot? No, it's just gasoline, bitch. Better you than me. <laughs> no, but dig though, like I was saying, D shared a similar story to me regarding that he saw like uh, like like a bag lady right but she was just like kind of like stilted in her movement kind of just rocking back and forth and shit but he says for some straight fucking reason strange fucking reason this motherfucker had this stank that was so bad that words couldn't describe it you know what i mean like he said you know there's there's a, well he didn't say this but you know i'm in, i'm interpreting what he said basically you know there's there's stinky then there's like smelly, you know, like sweaty. And there's like smellier, you know, you know, pissy or poopy. And then this was straight rot. You know what I'm saying? Like he said, straight rot stank. And he said that he was just more shocked at the situation as opposed to fucking, you know, being, you know, scared. He was more repulsed, but yet he was paralyzed as the fact that this shit just, well, who expects to see this kind of shit? You know what I mean? It's not every day I wake up and I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm going to go to the mall in hopes that I see that I, I see a freaking bag lady with goddamn uh, maggots crawling out of her cunt hole. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, it's, it's freaky, but, you know, shit like that happens. Then I started looking into it and I started remembering that Metro Center Mall was kind of a shithole to begin with. Uh, it was, I, I remember I went in there one time, right? I went. Uh, as cringy as this is about to sound, I'm going to say it. I went because there was a hot topic there. There, I said it. Give me a second. I'm going to take a sip of water. Ah, no, but dude, go in there. There are a bunch of wannabe thug fucks standing around. One of them says, you're not supposed to have open alcohol in the store. And I go, this is an energy drink, you fucking asshole. You're not supposed to. They're just real annoying fucks. And I'm thinking to myself, this is this is a new mall goth, you know what I'm saying? These motherfuckers are straight up. The mall goth became the mall thug, and the mall thug walks around. Now it's just hipsters and assholes. But back in the day, it was the mall goth versus the mall, go mall thug. And now it's just the mall hipsters and angry housewives trying to find solace in one of those vibrating chairs. And I'm thinking to myself, hey, lady, you're supposed to sit on it like just regular. Why are you straddling it? But yeah, you know what? Whatever gives it, whatever makes her happy, I suppose. Right. No, but dig like, like, you know, but 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 the thing is. Back to what I was saying. The paranormal. I recently got in contact with somebody. Somebody asked me, do you think that dreams are okay? Well, first off, the question was, do you feel that dreams are prophetic? Uh, to which I said, not really, but I will say that I feel that they're a rough interpretation as what, you know, our, our mind is manifesting in of itself especially in these days of high stress and and weariness you know what i mean i will admit that but as far as predicting the future i don't know because there's so much weird shit that happens i don't know if you guys like 
have weird fucking dreams, but I do. You know what I'm saying? Now, same person asked me. You know, like, ah, excuse me, fucking a. Same person asked me, do you freaking um? Do you feel that dreaming is tied back to the the paranormal? And I kind of gave it a good, I, I kind of gave it a good pondering, and I thought to myself. I don't think they they are I don't think they are so much as a portal to the uh, to the unknown the universe is just as expansive as the outerverse you know what I mean and the way I look at it is like you know like the brain is so mysterious and yet so basic at the same time it's divine and mundane at the same time. You know, it's it's a whole bunch of shit and nothing at the same time. It's it's insane, you know what I mean? It's one of the oddly enough, it's one of like the human anatomy's biggest contradiction, I guess, you know what I mean? Like it's either functioning high, lower in the middle. It's just weird. But anyway, when it comes down to the to the temple of sleep, I believe that although I don't think it is tied to the paranormal, but at the same time, you got to wonder, why do we see the things we see? Why do we hear the things we hear? You know what I mean? Like, I have a lot of dreams that regard uh, ceremonial stuff out here. I'm not going to get into it because I'm not allowed to talk about it. This is one thing I'm not allowed to talk about. Out of respect for my family, I will not talk about it. But I do see the ceremonial stuff happening. And it's always on the biggest day of it. You know what I mean? It's never like the first day or or the middle day or whatever. No, it's on the big day. And it's always happening. You know what I mean? And that's the... That's one thing I see a lot. I don't know if it means anything or whatever, but I do know it's it's pretty wacky. And then, you know, I, I think a lot of the stuff we dream is just a repressed memory, or or a hidden memory. You know, I mean, not a hidden memory, uh, like uh, forgotten. You know, like shit that we've seen or or heard or done or whatever, and we just almost completely blanked out altogether because simply due to the fact that there's no time to reminisce anymore. I think that's how we lose a lot of our memories. The fact that we can't just sit down and remember shit like we used to. We can't reminisce the way we want to. That's why nostalgia is so cheap. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, been, I've been saying that for years. Nostalgia is very fucking cheap. Because it's just... Just like a gateway into bleh. You know what I'm saying? And because of that, the shit never really seems pure to begin with. Like, for example, they love to, they love, especially shit from, I hate to sound like one of these fucks, but the uh, the shit from my generation, right? Motherfuckers straight up, like, always trying to, all right, let's say there's a water bottle, right? Nothing different. It's a Fiji fucking water bottle, right? They'll peel off the Fiji sticker, slap on a, a Dexter's Lab or for the, for the, for the incredibly simp. A goddamn uh, Invader Zim, you know, shit like that. They'll slap a sticker of that crap on there, and then they say, "Oh, '90s kids will get this. '90s kids will get that." 
That's why I say nostalgia's cheap because you could buy it. But you know, like the the shit that's truly cool and the shit that truly means something doesn't feel as cheap as that. Although it does, in fact, feel incredibly fucking cheap at times. That's you know, you know, like. I don't know. Remember when you went to go see the movie and it was packed because everybody wanted to see it, only for you guys to be uh, disappointed with the end product, or you know, sitting sitting at home on a Friday night watching cartoons, you know, with your friends or whatever, and realizing the you know whatever. Now, as far as I've seen, the one nostalgic thing that they haven't really cheapened yet was uh, Cartoon Network as hard as they did with Nickelodeon. Uh, Nickelodeon sucks to me anyway because I hate watching Rugrats. Me and my brother hate watching Rugrats. And uh, the real reason why is because when me and him were in the hospital after all our fucking miserable surgeries, it seemed like that was the only thing that was playing and we just kind of got sick of it. And I, Now I look at it and I just retch because it was so bad. It's so bad to me. Ah, sorry, but... You know, facts is facts. That's just the way it goes sometimes. And then, of course, the only cartoon I really like from the, uh, what do you call that? The nostalgic crap is Doug. Uh, yeah, Doug. But anyway. So back to my uh, my dream talk, I guess. Do I feel that dreams are prophetic? I don't think so. But they do. I don't know. I've like, I've. I've looked into some of the. Um, the mystics of uh, of my culture, both sides of it, the Latin side and the uh, and the Native American side. I looked into the uh, the mystic, the mysticism regarding dreams and what we see and what we can feel and what can we reinterpret. Now things are at play, I'll admit, but things aren't necessarily how you say prophetic. So anything, you know. <laughs> Hate to burst your bubble, but if you if you dream multiple times that you're you're rich, you chances are you're never gonna be rich. But that's fine because I, I dreamed I used to dream that a lot myself. But it was funny because I would dream that when I didn't have a job. Always had dreams, I was living lavishly. Kinda weird. Now I'm not living lavishly right now, but I am a little more than what I can say is well off. Now is that my fault? No. But hey, that's how life is sometimes. We gotta just take it in stride. Can't necessarily revel in the the self-righteous bullshit for the rest of our lives, can we? As much as we'd like to. Then again, we if we do so, we just prove we're just as selfish as we claim we're not. So let that sink in a little bit.
Now we get back to the paranormal one more time. As you guys know, I'm very skeptical about this shit. Now we'll say that, yeah, you know, I mean, but there's a big enough community to say that it, not everyone is like me. You know what I mean, a lot of you guys do have this belief, and it's fine with me. You know what I mean? It, whatever makes you happy. You know, a lot of us don't don't have that hate and hostility that I have. And, and you guys should consider yourself a, a gift for that. But there there are things at play right now that are really fucking a lot of shit up. For example, I don't know where you guys live at. But where I live at, the uh, not just my house, I'm talking about everywhere. This whole her- area, this entire area. Something's really off. Something's really off. I don't I don't speak on energy. I don't speak on any of that stuff because that's for the pseudo intellectual. But I am saying something is definitely off around here. Like straight up. It's like it's it's weird. It's almost eerie. It's almost scary to be honest with you. Like, I have no idea what it is. I don't know if it's ghosts. I don't know if it's demons. I don't know what the hell it is. All I know is that I feel. My brother told me about it, and I feel it as well. What it is, I don't know. But it could be an indication. Now, I used to be able to to um, to mark this off as tweakers because we got a lot of those fucks out here. You know what I'm saying? I used to be able to say that these are the motherfuckers that go bump in the night because they're taking bumps at night. You know what I'm saying? The motherfuckers straight up. No, nah, man, there's some really fucked up shit at play. And I don't know what the fuck it is, but I don't like it. And I'm pretty sure you motherfuckers don't like it. If you're feeling what I'm feeling, motherfucker, you know damn well. My brother was the first one to point it out to me because he said straight up, this shit, something happened. I'm not going to get into it. Okay, but something happened. He goes, dude, this is just an indication because I'm sensing something. And this is going to be a long long evil evil time right now i'm going to specify what it is well i will specify it's lent okay for those of you who don't know catholics have this shit called lent where we 40 days 40 nights we're guilted into remembering that we're catholic even if we don't believe in it no more you know <laughs> no but for real he said this 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 time there's 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 some fuck shit at play man there's, uh, there's some really fucking crazy shit I'm thinking to myself, God damn it, last thing I needed, right? <laughs> but, you know, it, it's, it's, it, yeah, it's freaky, sure, but I don't know, man. It's like, I mean, 
as I'm hearing the news and I'm outside doing shit, you know what I mean? You can definitely, like, you can definitely, you, you know that there's something around right now. Now, where does it start? You know, I mean, there's, uh, I mean, there's sirens again. There they go again. You know? It's not even, not even a half hour since the last one. It's medical emergencies. There's fucking, there's, there's the ghetto bird flying around to right now, dude. It's like almost hovering above eye. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just a... Sometimes I think, you know, like, to the true... To the true mystics out there, did they ever feel this shit? You know what I mean? I've been studying enough to know a thing or two when something's off and on. But this is just some kind of evil that I've never even felt. I almost enjoy it. You know what I mean? It's almost as good as the misery that I enjoy, the, the misery that I thrive on. You know what I'm saying? And But anyway, yeah, it's just uh, until Lent's over, I don't think this feeling is going to rub off. And now that the big days are coming, it makes me makes me question it twice as to what the hell we are truly feeling and what the hell can we really expect. Now, a lot of people think it's tied to greed, and I believe so, yes. Because greed has been fucking this world up as of late. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... I don't know what really what to chalk it up to. We got the same feel in a couple years. Well, shit. About 20 some years back, I remember having the same feeling, thinking to myself, what the hell's going on? You know what I mean? But back in that day, it always seemed like things got bigger and bigger. Nowadays, things seem to be at a standstill. And then at the end, it gets too big to, to completely comprehend. Like, it like examples like it's like I was hearing the talking soprano show and straight up like you know they were they were saying something similar to that like I mean I'm gonna try to follow Michael Imperioli's uh, advice which is uh, don't live in regret and don't remember don't and don't dwell on the past basically that's really what I got to try to focus on. But I'm just telling you guys from the past, I do have a lot of memories from back then. I thought, you know, doing all the drugs I did when I was younger was going to erase a good chunk of my memory. If anything, it just enhanced the shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm one of the few cases of motherfucking brain rot that nobody, that didn't, maybe because I was dumb all my life. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really have intelligence to be fighting. You know what I'm saying? So therefore, I don't really have anything, any grounds to lose or any anything to gain. From a couple of hits of acid, you know what I'm saying? It's just kind of, I don't know, dude. But like I was saying, you know, 20 plus years ago, there I had the same feeling, and some, like I said back then, it was big, and then it got bigger and bigger and bigger. Eventually, everybody managed to find a way around it, sure. But at the same time, the thing is, what consumes this town and everything around us is the greed. There is greed, and there is fucked up shit at bay. You know what I mean? There is some really, really fucked up shit. And I don't know what the hell it is. I don't I don't know what to make of it. I almost like it, like I said, you know what I mean? It's just kinda so you get so used to 
the heavy duty bullshit nowadays and when it finally comes and hits you in the face you really don't know how to how to take it when especially when you're used to being disappointed to begin with it just kind of makes you wonder where we stand and how our mortality is going to be affected by it now me you guys know damn well i'm more than willing to die because i don't want to live no more i hate life i mean plus i think i lived it well enough for me to not want to ever achieve anything anymore but i know some of you guys got you know you guys got families you guys got you know friends you guys got careers and all that crap you know what i mean i understand you guys have purpose i don't have purpose and that's the funny thing about it is the fact see there's so much fucking noise happening behind me i don't even know what to make of it you know what i'm saying yeah it's natural sure but it's kind of it's kind of it comes out of nowhere when it does it's just kind of like a, a thing let's do a real quick cruise right now you know what i mean i'm standing up right now and you guys know i'll do this show standing outside okay that jet is flying way too fucking low and it looks like it's curving holy shit give me a second All right, so let's see. We're gonna do a real quick cruise around. Just gonna take a look at the corner of my neighborhood. See, now I hear you loud, like a bang. <laughs> I'm not gonna step too far out because there's still people driving. I don't like to be seen. Cause you don't know who or what or what evil intentions these cocksuckers have nowadays. I could be standing outside Cause it looks like I'm just on the telephone, really. When I'm recording this, it just looks like I'm on the phone with somebody, speakerphone even. Let us see. I'm standing right here. Wait, there's a car coming. I'm gonna turn around like I'm not. This is my paranoia speaking. Okay. It's oddly dark, darker than usual. The stars are bright, sort of. There's lights out. <laughs> the church is lit up pretty well. The wind is kind of picking up. But this wind doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like it's coming from the right area. No, dude. Some really wacky shit going down. I don't know what to call it. I really don't. I wish I did. But from from what all this, I don't know what to make of it. <laughs> is it a good thing? I don't know. Is it a bad thing? Probably. 
but like anything else we're gonna dwell on it until it goes away <laughs> uh i've got about two weeks of this shit a week and a half more or less before it's all this said and done till then well i don't know what's gonna go down <laughs>
reason of the way you sung it out. No one ever changes. They think they do, but they don't. If you're the depressed type now, that's the way you'll always be. If you're the mindless, happy type now, that's the way you'll be when you grow up. You might lose some weight, your face might clear up, get a body tan, breast enlargement. The sex change makes no difference. Essentially, from in front, from behind, whether you're 13 or 50, you'll always be the same. Now that's going to be the last song I'm going to play for the night. That was Morgan Doggin by Apati, Swedish post-black metal or DSBM, whatever you want to call it, man. That was a fucking killer, killer track. Sad as fuck. As you can tell by not only the way it's done instrumentally, but you can also hear it in the pain in the, in the, in the, in the lyrics and the vocals and shit. Of course, that outro at the end, man, that is just too much. For some of y'all, that's way too much. With that said, I'm not going to be held responsible for anybody doing anything irresponsible because of that song. I am not going to be held liable for anything. I'm just going to play you guys some good music, tell you guys some cool stuff, and that's how it goes. That's the way the program is anyways. But dig, thank you for listening to yet again another episode of the Kane is Dead program. I am your host, Kane is Dead, a.k.a. Kane, a.k.a. Joey, a.k.a. Joey CM, a.k.a. Joey C. Molina. It doesn't matter what the fuck you call me, because that is who I am. Dig. Now, before I let you guys go, I just want to give a quick shout out to D and a couple of other motherfuckers out there. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all motherfuckers is doing this shit. You guys actually tell me you enjoy this. So therefore, it's kind of giving me a little bit more uh, how you say uh, incentive to uh, continue on. As Vince McMahon said, when Owen Hart died, the show must go on. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to get more episodes out, more and more and more. Uh, this episode is going to be special, but it's not. So I might still do that special episode in the upcoming days. So expect them. If I do, don't get your hopes up. But there might be an episode posted before next Wednesday. Until then, thank you for listening as always. I am the Kane is Dead program. I am the Kane is Whatever. I'll we'll leave that in, right? Uh, thank you for listening one more time. Uh, oh, also, this is going to be the last remix of the song that I've been remixing. I mean, I haven't been remixing, but I've been playing the last three shows. This is going to be the last remix because I can't find anything better quality than what I'm about to play you. And then what I played last week and then, of course, the week before that. So with that said, this is going to be the last interpretation of Set the Drift on Memories Bliss. So therefore, thank you for listening and we are motherfucking out.